Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. Joe Marler is a big-hearted man, and he's got a podcast plan. It's the Joe Marler Show. It's the Joe Marler Show. Oh, oh, oh. That was a really nice jingle. Uh, hello, and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marler, and this is Tom Fordyce. So, Joe, I've got a question for you. Would you rather be an international rugby player or a zookeeper? What are the terms and conditions? Uh, you're going to be a zookeeper at London Zoo. Mm. Your main responsibility is going to be primates, mm-hmm. monkeys, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you may be called upon to help out with elephants, tigers, invertebrates. Invertebrates? Yeah. Spines? No, ones which don't have spines or have external shells. Oh. Is that an invertebrate? Yeah. Basically, you look after monkeys most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That's your role as a mm-hmm. zookeeper. And the other option? Doing what you do now. Same money? Everything at your pension plan is the same. All that changes is that rather than playing rugby, you are a zookeeper. Okay. Um... Yeah. What are your thoughts? Like what, what process are you going through here? Well, it makes me excited to think about those animals and trying to get to know them. Mm bit like this show you know i want to get to know new people but it kind of excites me to get to know like a massive silverback or or like with a tiger from cornwall (laughs) um are there any tigers from cornwall i tell you what there's the beast of bobmin isn't there where so bobmin moor in cornwall yeah what's it a tiger it's some sort of supposedly some sort of escaped big cat so you get pictures of it posted. Yeah, internet. but they have those stories everywhere, mate. There's one in like Heathfield Park. They're like, oh, don't go out at night. There's a panther. Puma. Puma on the loose. Yeah. You know what I mean? A puma. Yeah. Is that how you say it, is it? Puma. A puma. <laughs> All right. And it's it turns a... out to be someone's cat, doesn't it? And they've taken a picture of it and it's gone a bit weird. Yes. Yeah, it looks like a puma. So Zookeeper on the way shortly. But Joe, we, we've had some feedback on episode one, I believe. Who from? Steve's mum, I think. So she's Welsh? Do you want to know what she said? Go on, Steve's mum. Steve's mum said, I listen. No. Are you reading it, are you? No, you've got to do the voice. All right, Steve. I listened to the Joe Marler show last night. It was very interesting, informative, and funny in the right places. I didn't think it would be, but I loved the content. And I thought Dr. Mark was very good. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? I particularly liked the bit where she said, I didn't think it was going to be very good. That's classic mum chat. <laughs> Gotta be honest, I don't really like what you do. I don't understand what you do. Just I don't understand what you do. What do you? What are you? Why you've gone? You've gone. Is that right? Gone? <laughs> Have I gone like that? You you've got it back. Jochen Vau. Nidoin govin bawed moithis nai nai man govin roi fengalon habis. Calon ho, is Calon lad. 
Kyle on London. I am the fucking don't know the next beat. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you ever so much. It's one of my favourite Welsh songs. It's a great tune. Yeah, it's that and Sex Bomb. <laughs> Too cliche. Dr. Mark Freestone, he was our psychopath expert. He said this on Twitter. Joe and Tom were among the best prepared interviewers I have ever had. That's quite a compliment, actually, considering um, <laughs> the lack of preparation we actually do for it. Well, also, if you cast your mind back to the the, the main thing he told us about psychopaths, Joe, a mm-hmm. superficial charm. Mm-hmm. Flattery. Flattery. So we've just had two people feedback to us, or have we got No, I got, I got a text from my dad. Right, um, OK, so hang on. We've had the guy we interviewed feedback. Yep. We've had Steve, the producer's mum, yep. feedback, yeah, and now we've got feedback from your dad. It's early days, Joe. This is what we've got so Fucking far. Fucking early days? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we stop? Do you want to know what he said? Go on, then. This is his feedback. It's not my cup of tea, but I can see that some people might like it. Wonderful. So your dad's not downloading that, then? No, probably not, realistically. Probably filling his laptop with other stuff, is he? Well, he hasn't got a laptop. He's 78. <laughs> so how's he listening to this? With dial-up. <laughs> yeah. Bong, bong, bong. <laughs> so what we basically want people to do is, if they haven't checked out episode one yet, go and try it. Give it a listen. Because as it stands, only three people have listened to it, two of which are family members of the pod. So give it a listen and help us. Grow the show. Yeah, exactly, Joe. And you can follow The Joe Marler Show on Instagram and slash or Twitter. Hashtag grow the show. Should we get a zookeeper on, Joe? Yeah, let's get a zookeeper on. Go on. Our guest today is a zookeeper. His name is Nick Burnham. He works with the primates at ZSL London Zoo. He knows everything there is to know about monkeys. Welcome. Nick. Hi. Thank you for coming along. Yeah. Is that last bit true? Everything to know about monkeys? Yeah. Oh, we'll find out, hopefully. Oh, my God. We can ask him anything we want. about, And it's even more so about apes and monkeys and orangutans and gibbons and other members of the (laughs) Katarhines. 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 Am I saying it wrong? What is a Katarhine? Katarhine is... uh... Why am I I looking at you, Joey? (laughs) It's got it written down. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. Catarin. It depends on the branch of monkeys. Well, all primate species when they broke off. So it's that and another one beginning with P, like Platarini, I think, when they're some are from, I believe, Africa and some are from South America. It's to do with their evolution. So I've fucked it, haven't I? I've gone too hard too early. Can I ask you, uh, Nick, about poo? Ridiculous. Can I ask you about poo? Of course Ridiculous. You can ask me about poo. No, but I'm really, I'm sorry, Joe, I am fascinated by the amount of poo in a zoo. You can't start off. We've just gone. You can ask him, look, this is amazing. We're going to find out about one of the top zookeepers in the country, what goes into it, about all these different animals, all the emotions, all the, you know, behind the scenes. And your number one question to tear off is poo. Yeah. Yeah, you go with that, mate. How much poo (laughs) is there in London Zoo? That's a ridiculous amount of poo in London Zoo, I think. On our primate team alone, I mean, if you look at a gorilla, it's actually not that dissimilar to our sort of size, but on a, at a scale about four or five times each day. And, look um, at your face, Joe. Don't <laughs> pretend you're not fascinated by this poo I chat. Am, actually, Come on. Now that you started, now that we're getting into it. Yeah. So and, a gorilla will poo five times a day? Well, not on an exact number, but they'll poo quite a lot. But um, they're quite messy animals, and 
they, well, it's quite nice. They're vegetarian, and all the vegetarian animals around the zoo. So if you look at giraffes, zebras, and that, all that poo actually gets used as fertilizer as well. Where's that all going? What do you do with your poo? So the herbivore poo we use for a lot of like local farms in and around just north of London and stuff. And because the elephants we have at Whipsnay, that's in and around like Dunstable, Luton. I imagine they're probably doing the same up there because I've cleaned out the elephants up there before and it is a mission i think they've even got a small little like digger they have up there as well to help move just for everything. the elephant poop imagine that <laughs> just on the gorillas mm-hmm. so gorillas are massive aren't they yes they are yeah so like they're bigger than humans yeah mostly so the females we've got they're about 85 to 90 kilos but a silverback gorilla can get to 180 190 kilograms so they're big they're we're massive. talking like Units. world's strongest man big like yeah. Brian Shaw, he weighs like 200 kilos. He's six foot eight, six foot nine, 200 kilos. I don't think it's that healthy, but I'm not going to tell him that. He's definitely not listening right now, so it doesn't matter. But you're saying four or five times a day, approximately, they're pooing. What sort of piles are they walking away from? Um, like what, uh, is it a tidy pile? No. So messy pile, big uh, pile, small pile. All primates are very messy, I'd say. Like you go in and they clearly haven't chosen where to go it's, it's everywhere then tidy to themselves so a lot of monkeys will pull off like the edge of a perch so if they're up in a tree they pull off the branch so Clever. not around them it's all yeah. on the floor so we have to pick it up yeah but apparently like big cats lions and tigers very neat they'll poo in one spot and leave it and then go away so they're very but tidy. is that because you've done like what they do with cat litter <laughs> and they go and you, and you get them out and you're like look this is your tray but like, can you imagine a giant lion cat well, litter tray? <laughs> so you don't do that? No, no. They, you they, don't put cat... They can go anywhere. They just happen to have spots they prefer, which yeah. actually is a lot easier on the keepers because when you go into any primate enclosure, it is everywhere. Sometimes on the walls, you don't even know. Oh, walls. <laughs> Dirty bastards. If they're monkeys. Everything's a game to a monkey, isn't it? Yeah, but why, 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 why haven't they got some level of decorum when it comes to poo? I mean, again, I'll direct this question. Sorry, to Nick. Why, <laughs> do you know why monkeys... Uh, when I when I say monkeys, is that okay to say monkeys? As in, are monkeys the same as apes? They are different. So primates will cover it all. Apes will be sort of your great apes. That would be us. So us, gorillas, orangutans, gibbons, chimpanzees, bonobos. And then most of the others are monkeys. Okay. And then lemurs are sort of separate as well. They're not classed as monkeys, but they are primates. A lemur? Oh, the lemurs are in Madagascar, aren't they? They are only in Madagascar, yeah. You can only find them in Madagascar. Yeah. They're the ones with... Big, massive eyes. They always, is this right, Nick? They always look surprised. They do tend to look surprised, yeah, and it depends. The ones with the bigger eyes might be more nocturnal as well. Is it prime mates or primates? Uh, primates. But general rule of thumb is if it has a tail, it's probably a monkey. If it doesn't have a tail, it's an ape. It, now in my head, I'm realising that gorillas don't have tails. The chimpanzees... Do they not have tails at all? Like a stump? No, they don't. So, like, they're very similar. Actually, if you look at their skeletons, it's quite similar to ours. Yeah, they don't have a tail, but then... The rule with tails is not for every single one. There's always anomalies. There are some monkeys with sort of vestigial stumps, but... Help me with that. So um, like a small stump tail. Help me tail. with the vestig- <laughs> vestigial word. Just almost like a sort of tiny little sticking out one that does nothing. Yeah, almost like evidence they've had one at some point. <laughs> haven't we? Haven't humans got a backbone that I think used to do, be yeah. a tail? Yeah, the coccyx. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you can break your coccyx. Would you I know someone that broke their coccyx before sitting their GCSEs. They had to sit on a donut the entire time. <laughs> I'm not joking. Would you like a tail if you could have one? No. What's the purpose? Give me the purpose. Can you have a prehensile tail, Nick? You can have a prehensile tail. A few a few monkeys do. And then you can use it as like an extra hand. You can just grip onto Come it. Come on, Joe. This isn't fair. Just pause for a second. You can't keep using words. <laughs> I'm also trying to learn it. What's prehensile? Prehensile tails are only really 
found them monkeys in South America and basically it almost acts like an extra hand. It's a tail that's able to grip. As strong as his hand or yes, her hand? Pretty much as strong as his hand. So um, a spider monkey, for example, could grip just on its tail if it wanted to. Now, a spider uh, monkey, that's not like a, a monkey with eight arms. No, it's not. It's this. So why'd you call it a spider monkey? And I don't mean specifically you. You haven't come unless you've come up with all the names. No, I wish I had. Um, okay. But I think it's to do. They are quite big, and people used to see them up above in the tops of the trees. And because they've got the extra tail, it looked like they had a bunch of legs. <gasps> so I believe it originated from. They look a bit like giant spiders, but they do only just have four limbs and then a tail. Yeah. Well, it's ludicrous. It's a terrible name for. They're missing half the amount that they should have to qualify for a spider. A lot of the names are ludicrous. I haven't even got to like squirrel monkeys yet. There's nothing. Presumably, that's because they <laughs> eat nuts. They do. They would like nuts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but nuts are quite uh, high calorific, aren't they? For the like base, they're small, but they're actually or high energy dense. Depends which way you look at it. What do you mean energy dense? Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Like if you're a bit low on energy, you have a nut. Away you go. What? That's not. That's never a recommendation. You don't get in from half time and go, here lads, uh, you're feeling a bit shy on energy, have a nut and then away you go. Go back out for the second half. No, they go, have some oranges, sliced oranges. Yeah. Are you still having sliced oranges? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're not doing energy gels? That's, uh, that's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the spider monkey, so it's got a prehensile tail, so Joe, it can grip with its tail. Mm-hmm. So someone who probably knows more about spider monkeys than anyone else... What is so special about the spider monkey? Are they charming? Are they playful? I think they are. They're really quite cool, spider monkeys. They, um, well, all monkeys, I'd say, would have a little personality. But the group spider monkeys we have, we have three. I think we have a mum, dad, and uh, they have a son. And um, they're just, they're really charismatic. These ones aren't that bothered about people, though. They're very food-orientated, you'll see. They'll come over if you've got food, otherwise they won't my, really care. My kind of monkey. Yeah. What, uh, what sort of size are we talking for a spider monkey? I'm picturing a monkey on this table... Mm-hmm. And it, I'd say it's about the size of a 50p piece. <laughs> it's, it's a fair bit bigger than that. I would say, mm, um, but they're probably about the height from the ground to the table. They, they are quite sizable. So, yeah, well, maybe just under a metre. So like a stack. <laughs> a stack of 50p. A, a stack of about 10,000 50p's. So I wasn't far off. <laughs> but you can understand confusion for someone who doesn't know monkeys particularly yeah. well when you go, oh, it's a spider monkey. Okay, then it must look like a spider. Like Therefore, it, it's the same size. And it's just rolling around. Imagine now for a second that my version of the spider monkey is a spider monkey. Mm-hmm. And we've got 50 here just all on the table. How much fun we're having. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're all just like you know, bowling and about. And, they, and they're still behaving like monkeys. So they're still using their little tiny tails to hang off the microphones yes. and... Uh, climbing into your beard. I'm loving it now. Getting up your nose. Oh, it's actually, I feel like, uh, have you seen Hook? Uh, I haven't seen Hook, actually. Oh, that's such a shame. Do you know the film Hook? With uh, Dustin Hoffman? Yes. Yes. Remember the scene with the Lost Boys? Mm. And they've got no food, but they all have to imagine the food, and they have a big food fight. I was just picturing all those monkeys having a food <laughs> fight with the thing. <laughs> so I get carried away. So the spider monkeys, Nick, we always like to think of, of monkeys or primates as as the clever ones in nature. Mm-hmm. So do your spider monkeys recognise you? I'm sure you recognise your your distinct spider monkeys. Do they recognise you? If you're wearing the green and you're holding a bucket, most animals sort of take a little extra look at you, even the ones that aren't the primates. But definitely the ones we work with more closely, they'll start to recognise you or they'll see you coming. So the ones I work mostly with are the Gibbons or Hanuman Lang as a sort of a grey monkey. And uh, they will recognise you even without your uniform on. If you're just like walking past, they sort of double take. Do you have a favourite? 
Do you, uh, in fact, are they all named? Do you, they would are you all be, named. If you lined them up, like an usual suspect's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. thing, would you be like, right, that's uh, Tyrone, that's... Uh, Belinda. Belinda. Who calls a monkey Belinda? <laughs> well, I think... I mean, monkey- Have you got a monkey called Belinda? We don't have Belinda, no. We've got some strange names about... Yeah, I would recognise most of them. Maybe squirrel monkeys would struggle because there are 20 of them. And yeah. I do get a bit confused. But, like, uh, one of my favourites is Jimmy the Gibbon. So... <sighs> He turned 30 in May and... Um, happy he, birthday, Jimmy. Is he listening? a load of stuff, yeah. Lovely. It's this sort of show. So you're saying happy birthday to a gibbon. In case he's listening. <laughs> Do you want me to just say that again? You're saying <laughs> happy birthday to a gibbon. He can't be conscious it's his birthday, can he? He's not conscious it's his birthday, but he does get a lot of treats that day. So maybe he must <sighs> see something's going on. Did you, So it, it happened during lockdown, did it? It happened during lockdown. It was... Uh, so first of May, had it had not happened during lockdown, mm-hmm. would there have been a big fanfare like, "Oh, it's Jimmy's thirtieth birthday today"? Throw him a, what do they eat? Well, they don't really get a lot of fruit, actually. Strangely enough, because the fruit we get is actually quite high in sugar, so the sort of stuff that's for human consumption can actually give them sort of diabetes and stuff. Oh, so oh they God. they tend to have a lot of vegetables, so they're sweet. They don't eat bananas. Not really, no. I mean, they this would love a banana. Mental. This is huge. They would, and love this one. is true. You definitely work at the zoo. <laughs> yes, I do. And this yeah. is factual. You're ne- you're coming on here, and you're saying monkeys rarely eat bananas. Uh, they would love a banana. If they had one in the wild, it'd be more like a plantain. It'd probably be a lot lower sugar than ones that have been grown for us to eat. So we tend to not give them bananas. So they would love one, but phenomenal. They prefer the sweeter things like sweet corn, sweet peppers. That's the, and the odd nuts here and there. I can't believe how much stuff I'm going to be going back to my kids and saying, <laughs> oh, look at that monkey, you know, eating his banana. No, they don't eat bananas. Doesn't like bananas. They eat plantain because diabetes. Did they notice? So so the zoo obviously had to close during lockdown. It was quite difficult for the zoo. But did the animals know? Do they sense that there's fewer people around? I think some did and some didn't. It's all really varied because they all have their own individual personalities. So... The Gibbons, for example, they're probably ones you would have heard in Regent's Park because they sing really early in the morning and you can actually see them walking through the park. You don't have to be in the zoo. So they had some visitors who would just come and watch them. And then some of the other animals, I don't think they even noticed at all that there was a change. So it was a real mix. So Jimmy celebrated his birthday, did he, with a... Yeah, so he got a lot of treats. So we actually wrapped up some of his favourite stuff, so some nuts, sweet corns and whatnot, in like presents if you like cardboard box and wrapped it in oh. so it looked like he opened up gifts and stuff which was really cool but they've got no concept of gifts no they don't it's just it's what we call it is enrichment so the idea is it takes him a little bit longer to get his food but it keeps him stimulated and occupied for a longer period of time so rather than just giving it to him straight away he has to sort of work for it rip it apart you call it enrichment it. i call it cruelty if anyone <laughs> wrapped up my food <laughs> i mean it if anyone went oh yeah i'm making you a thai green curry tonight i'm like yeah sweet thank you and then they wrapped it up in a load of leaves and a cardboard and then put some string and a bow on it i'd say politely you can put that where the sun doesn't shine because I ain't working for my food. Do you know what I mean? I want my, I want my food, but I guess like you, you talk about, it, they need some stimulus to. Yeah, and it keeps them well, it keeps them occupied and keeps them in better shape if they work for it. So, like our tiger, for example, he eats a lot of food, but they hang it up quite high on poles and stuff. He has to climb and work for it and rip it down rather than have it in front of him. So he's using all his muscles. So if he didn't do that, would he just be like Flat. one of those comedy? Yeah, he'd fat put on weight, tigers, and wouldn't really move. But now he has to climb the pole, he has to probably work quite hard to rip it off, so you keep him lean, basically. That's right. amazing, actually. Every time I read when the tiger came for tea, yeah. you read that? Yeah. 
at the end of that book, he doesn't leave fat, does he? And he eats all the biscuits. He eats he? everything. He drinks all the water. Yeah. So it's actually re- it's it's a lie. They're lying to the kids, aren't they? Because uh-huh. he would get fat. Yeah. Oh, I'm not reading it to the kids anymore. <laughs> no, I sod that. Is there there was something I read during the heat wave about how you try and keep the um, the gorillas cool? Do you give them ice lollies? Yeah, yeah, like a calippo or... Uh, yeah, it's not a lot zoom? you'd probably like, yeah. <laughs> they would probably love that as well, but it wouldn't be a good thing. What we tend to... Probably do give them diabetes, we don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. So the monkeys, for example, we do... Um, it'll be like squash, like general squash you can get in the supermarket, but we'll fill it with, like, peas, sweet corn. <laughs> <laughs> what a treat. Oh, here you go, lads, you've got some... Uh, pea lollies. Pea and sweet corn lolly mixed with orange juice. <laughs> Do they lap it up? Do they oh, love they it? they love it, yeah. And they'll hold the stick like, like we do, hold the lollies. How big are we talking? Probably about the same size as like a fab or something like that. You know, mm. like just oh, an yeah. ordinary size lolly. Oh, my mouth's watering. <laughs> a lovely yeah. pea and sweet corn fab. No, I love ice creams. I love ice lollies. Gorillas do a lot bigger ones, though. So, because they're massive. They can eat a little lolly, but it looks a little odd in their hands as well. <laughs> so so they get a bit offended. They're like... <sighs> yeah, they might, yeah, might not be bothered. But you almost fill up like almost a whole bucket full of ice and put maybe some nuts in it squash or fruit tea and other things and it, you can hang it up and it can be out there for most of the day so you freeze a bucket yeah so we'll fill the bucket with water and squash put it in the freezer and then uh, once it's all done take the bucket out and you might be able to hang it up if you put a rope in the bucket before you freeze it then it's stuck to the rope as well and you can hang it up somewhere. clever very clever i want to go to london zoo and just when it's a heat just wave. chill out do you offer that to customers guys come to london zoo Eat like a gorilla and treat yourself to a bucket full of mushy peas, sweet corn, nuts and... Did you say green tea? I said a fruit teas. A fruit yeah. tea? You even treat them to a fruit tea? Yeah, the gorillas get a lot of fruit tea, so one thing it keeps them hydrated. A lot of the time they won't always want to drink as much water as we'd like them to, but they'll like it slightly sweetened and then they, particularly when it's boiling hot, it keeps them hydrated. Do you sometimes maybe do them a chamomile just to make them calm? and a roibush. Mix it up, yeah. Just <laughs> You settle down tonight, yeah, treat yourself to a little chamomile. I like it, it's just absolutely mental. Question for you, Joe. Would you rather be in a room with one monkey-sized spider or 500 spider-sized monkeys just uh, that is a, a ridiculous question but don't just, worry, but just, just picture a spider the size of a monkey right now in here picture it yeah go on shut your eyes all right well picture this you're being swarmed yeah just by like a tidal wave of tiny monkeys yeah which they're in is, your ears they're up your nose which is fine because that's actually how big spider monkeys are you know they're the size of a 50p piece they're the size of a spider that's why it's in their name you know, surely I will take them all day long because I'm happy to communicate them as best I can. Ah, how body language? They're more intelligent. Body than you language. Think, they're mate. swarming you. Yeah, well, not swarming me because I'm not trying to attack them. So they're not going to attack me. I'm making civil eye contact. Civil, with them. like how can you make eye contact with 500 of them? I've got really fast moving eyes, and That's then a thousand I'll... eyes you're looking for. Well, hang on. Am I asking the? Cre- am I answering the question? I'm just challenging some of these assumptions. Well, it's not an assumption. This is what's going to happen. There's going to be five. How many? Five hundred. Yeah, it's a bit much actually. You're being blinded by tiny monkeys. Yeah, I was thinking it was 50. You've got 50 in your beard alone. Right, if it was just 50, then I'd happily teach them to do like circus tricks, different bits and bobs, and I'd befriend them. They'd be my pets, they'd be my brothers in arms, some sisters in arms, you know, I'm not not restricting it, and I'd take them around like a little monkey circus. Love it. Like, uh, you've seen the Green Mile? 
Mm-hmm. Have you seen, um, you know, Mr. Jingles? Yeah. The little mouse yeah. that, that they say is going to go to Mouseville. Well, I'd create a monkeyville where they'd be there to learn all different things like craft, writing, paper mache, you name it, I'd do that. Performance, so, singing, dancing? Uh, yet to speak, but maybe I could maybe I could develop well, that. You've, and you've seen a monkey do craft? Uh, you got me on that one. Uh, can we just go to, can we go to the ad? <laughs> can we go to the ad from that, please? Yeah, we can go to the ads, but after the ads, you've got to give you the answer. Perfect. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Your time is up, Mr. Marla. Those were the ads. The question remains the same. Would you rather be in a room with a monkey-sized spider or 500 spider-sized monkeys? Yeah, I've thought long and hard about it, and the spider can piss off. I'm going to have the little monkeys. Even if they swarm me, I like them better. That's fair enough, Joe. What's our next question for Nick, our zookeeper? Uh, do I have to bring up this next point? Yeah, you do, because I did the poo one. For fuck's sake... <laughs> Oh, here we go. Right, it's simple to me then. Uh, Nick, uh, I want to know about monkey sex. I've written down, how does it work? Mm-hmm. Is it is it the same as, you know, us? It's fairly similar. I mean, they tend to stick to the the same position most animals do. Mm. So pretty much... Don't be shy. Doggy. <laughs> no, oh, doggy. Do, yeah, there you doggy. go. Which, Which is ironic. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. ironic. Purely it's ironic. really ironic. And uh, the monkeys definitely are not shy. Because when you go, you're going basically to their house... People will be staring, looking through the glass, and they are not shy at all. They'll I've seen that, Nick. Happy, yeah. What I've do you s- mean they're not shy? Well, a, a recent trip to uh, Chester Zoo, there's a lot of children looking at these monkeys, and there might be two or three different monkey couples having vigorous monkey sex. So are they at it like rabbits, Well, so to speak? Yeah. Um, they, they can be. So it depends on the species as well, and some of the females sort of, sort of cycle. So when they're in estrus, it seems... Same as the human female? Gorillas, for example, they can be on very similar contraceptives that humans can be on. That was my next thing. Do you give them contraception? Yes. As someone who has to look after the monkeys and Mm -hmm. the primates, do you just turn a blind eye? Do you get blasé about it? Um, You do sort of begin to not notice it because it does happen quite a lot. But it is when you do it, it is a bit odd because I, I feel I don't even know. I feel like sometimes the male... Or maybe I'm overthinking. I think he almost tries to wait till I'm there to kind of show that he's a big dog. He's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Genuine. Tries to catch my eye or something. I'm like, oh, Nick, get a no. This. But I might be overthinking. Imagine it. that. You're like, oh, he's insisted on making eye contact with me for some reason. It's like, God, where'd you look? And how can you argue with a 200 kilo fucking gorilla? Um, this is a serious. Can I bring it back oh, to yeah. a serious question? Even though you've been talking about wanking and yeah. pooing. Yep. And I'll use my wife as my best example, because when I said, oh, 
we're going to talk to a zookeeper. She said, why? I said, because it's interesting. They work with animals, all different animals. You love animals. That's why you're a vegetarian, you know. But she said, and this is serious. She said, zoos are cruel. Mm. I went, what do you mean zoos are cruel? She said, well, they're cruel. And I'm like, well, hang on. Why don't and I ask an expert to explain to me why she has that opinion and I don't. I'm like, no, it's, they're looking after the animals, the conservation, all this sort of stuff, that side, which is like, no, it's cruel. Animals should be just let out. I said, okay, just let them all out, should we? Now. Go on then, go to Tottenham Court Road Station. You've got fucking ape and a lion just sitting there on a train. Um, can you just give me a bit of an insight into if I was to say it's cruel and you go, yes, it is cruel, or no, it's not cruel. I'm hoping you're going to go, no. I'm going to say, no, it's yeah. not cruel. But it is a question we do get asked every now and then because... I think the existing idea of what a zoo once was, originally probably when they began, was it was an animal in a small cage, probably nowhere to go, probably looking down on it and it can't really do much. And or the idea of they're in cages. But like you've already touched on, it is a lot more than that now. If you look at the modern zoos, so examples like the ZSL London Zoo, we have also have Whipsnay Zoo as well. There's a lot of space and there is a big conservation program big breeding programs going on all within zoos in the uk and in europe they're all communicating with one another and we are part of conservation not just on site but to about 50 countries worldwide as well so all the money the zoo makes is put back into conservation and then in terms of an animal welfare point of view if you look at the enclosures now they're a lot more spacious than they once were they have offshore areas so if a lion doesn't want to be out it doesn't have to be it can disappear and go away so it all gives them that choice and freedom how do you know that they're feeling a bit shy they're like oh actually i don't want to be there or I'm, I'm in a bad mood today you can sort of tell so with some monkeys for example like um if someone says they haven't seen them all day and they've just been inside or like they've been in their back dens and not been seen and clearly haven't been that bothered yeah, they're having a down day yeah they're having a down day maybe yeah. they're not feeling it well it is yeah, yeah. Like, this is amazing like if they because the connection we're really close aren't we Humans are really close to apes and monkeys. Well, we are classified as great apes as well. So we're in the same family as chimpanzees, gorillas and everything. I think 99% of our DNA is the same as the chimpanzees. Wow. So they're our closest uh, relatives. Do they have... Because um, what we do often with animals, Nick, hmm. we have this thing where humans seem to prefer animals who we see human traits in. So people love seals because they've got big eyes. Now, seals may be absolute twats. I've got no idea. <laughs> I don't actually know. I can't comment on seals being twats. That's fine. But... We'll keep that as, you know, we'll, we'll go with, yeah, they're twats yeah. at the moment until proved otherwise, yeah. So do we, are we sometimes guilty of giving animals personalities or characteristics they don't have? Very much so, yeah. I'd say even keepers are definitely guilty of that. You, you look for the human traits and you might, overthink what they're doing is like oh they're being moody or they're doing this or but it's just because that is how we pick up on things and most of the like all the primates we have they communicate in very different ways and have different visual cues social cues and one that is very different is eye contact for a lot of monkeys is a big sign of aggression and um, also is showing your teeth so all the people coming around staring and smiling is arguably the worst thing you could do because they think everyone's trying to fight them you've got fantastic teeth Oh, thank you. You have got good teeth, but ironically, you can't use them at work. No, well, I've actually, you develop sort of a trait of looking almost through the monkey rather than like looking directly in the eye. So you kind of look near them. What if you went like cross-eyed? Do they find it funny? Do they have a sense of humour, do you think? I think they do. I think I think they definitely can pick up on always when I'm in a rush, I feel like they know and they feel like they deliberately take ages. So with our, 
with our monkey. <laughs> one nil, thank you. Well, two nil. Oh, yeah. Let's get Nick on the let's, wind up today. Let's slow it down. Look at Nick's face. Slow it down. Brilliant. So, like for example, with our monkeys, we don't ever really go in with a lot of them. So we'll have to lock them outside to clean their inside and vice versa. So if I want them to come in, I'll open the slide and none of them will move. And they're just like, no, you're all right. Even though the food's in there. And, I'm, and then days where I'm not in a rush, they all seem to come straight in. I'm just picturing this dryness, <laughs> this, the straight-facedness of this group of monkeys. What do you call a group of monkeys, Nick? A troop. A troop. This troop of monkeys. And they're just all like, we ain't fucking moving. <laughs> He'll move first. First one who moves yeah. gets punches. Yeah. <laughs> First one who moves has to clear up all the shit rather than Nick. Dave, did you move? No? No? Well, I can see your mouth moving. You're talking to me. <laughs> Ventriloquist monkeys, are they? <laughs> um, can you trust them? Can you trust a monkey? A monkey, no, I probably wouldn't trust. I feel like um, you can learn their personalities and they're fantastic, but um, no, I don't think I could trust them, though. Do you think that's why we've got so many monkey sayings? Probably. Cheeky yeah. monkey. Go ape shit. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that one? Do you think that means to like throw your poo everywhere? I don't. I thought it meant to sort of go angry more than anything else, but, but, but it might it might originate you've, here you've from provided throwing your poo. If you're in a good place, you don't throw your poo, do you? So next time yeah, you're angry, you're just yeah. you're just throwing your poo around. What about monkeying around? Make a monkey out of someone? Well, because they're, they're so similar to us, we almost see them as like a primitive form of ourselves. So yes. calling them like monkeying around is almost. Saying, well, that's humans without sort of the cognitive abilities, almost, if you like. But uh, it's a bit harsh on the monkey because they are really smart and they can, a lot of them can use tools, a lot of them communicate in different ways. Well, there's that famous monkey, um, not the Cadbury's gorilla one. He played the drums, didn't he? Yeah, he's good. So he's he's obviously really advanced in the monkey world Mm -hmm. because he can play the drums. He's specialised in drums. And spot on as well. He didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss one. Um, There's obviously Albert, the space monkey. Mm -hmm. He was the first one in space. I don't know if he like set up the mission or anything. I need to do a little <laughs> bit more research on it. So I can't credit him completely with being really he's involved. intelligent. He's heavily involved. At least he was taken up there. Yeah. Um, but the really interesting one is one called Coco. Apparently she could do 2,000 words in American Sign Language. American Sign Language is based on French Sign Language. So if you're signing, if you learn American Sign Language, you find it easier to communicate in Paris than London. Well, I didn't know that. Are you serious? <laughs> that's, that's a fact. Where have you got that from? Back of my head somewhere. So it's bullshit. No, no, it's true. But what I'm saying is, if Coco went to Paris, she'd be fine. She could communicate. How she got to Paris? Uh, just going, oh. Albert the Space Monkey's designed go, just... her a ship. <laughs> now you're just being ridiculous. <laughs> just grow up. Stop monkeying around. There's been a lot of Planet of the Apes films, different things. Hmm. Well, I've, I've watched them and thought they would probably <laughs> like me because I've been looking after them. Oh, so yeah. It's like, Good shout. I, yeah, but would they for, like you? I'm all for them winning. Basically. Yeah, but would they like you, or would they go? Well, actually, you—you're the the one we see every day, so therefore we nominate you as the reason. Well, it could be the risk that they definitely wouldn't be scared of me. They might be scared of other people, but they know I'm nothing. They're like, oh, it's just Nick again. So Not maybe nothing. They know you as the ice cream man. I think Nick, you'd be right. I think you're absolutely fine. Even as the the apes would be laying waste to the rest of humanity, Nick would be fine. That's good to know. Um, back on the trust in animals thing. Mm-hmm. So you don't trust animals. You definitely don't trust primates, monkeys. They're too cheeky for you. There's no animal... You said earlier you're a cat lover. What about cats? Mm. Do you trust cats, even though they're incredibly aloof and arrogant? Yeah, I, that's what I quite like about cats. Really? Though. They're just... Yeah, but they're so like... Ugh. Yes, I will... Where is my food? Yes, put the food down there. The thing, they'll come and sit on your lap. Yes, you will stroke me. Stroke me now. Do you know what I mean? I used yeah, to have yeah. a cat called Blossom. Bless her heart. She died years ago. 
um, and I loved her. But long back to the, my original point, do you trust any animals? I think I would trust cats. I would say, and it's sort of sort of a weird one. Like I do think primates can you can trust him, but there's an element that humans are quite untrustworthy at times. I guess hundred percent. I don't trust a single soul. Mm. But with animals, I guess they're never really trying to pretend to be something they're not. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. So they're, they're just, just being like, animals. A cat's just a cat. And like they're arrogant, but they're also brilliant at the same time. That's what I like about. Them. So we're saying that animals don't let you down. No, oh, if you wanted them, you could let them. It wouldn't be their fault because they're just being who they are. I guess. I think they're just using that as an excuse. <laughs> I'm an animal. Sorry. I've oh, what can you. I do? What about communicating with them? What about talking to them? Do you talk in monkey? Um, do you ever find yourself, <laughs> you get home from work for the day, and you're like, I don't know any monkey talk. I'm looking to you, Tom, for but look some at, monkey Look talk. at Nick. He's Nick, Zuki, what does but... a monkey sound like? Um, oh, ah! Some can sound like that. That's sort of what the generic sort of go-to is, what they sound. But they, they make a variety of different sounds. Some almost sound a bit like a bark. Some sound a bit like a scream. Like, they just... It really depends per species what sort of sounds they A make. bark? Seriously, like, one of the langus, a grey monkey, when the male's a bit pissed off, he doesn't... Ruff, ruff. Does it carry further, that sort of sound, as well? Is it a bit tribal? It does carry a little bit further. He sits as high as he can and sort of surveys as much as he can to make sure there's no other monkeys around, basically. But you do weirdly find yourself communicating with them i think any keeper would be lying if they said they don't talk to them particularly when you're on your own you definitely talk to them and you talk but they no idea what you're going on but um primates and the monkeys are very visual like they will lip smack quite a lot lip smack they use their tongue against their lips to make a yeah audible noise they lip smack sometimes when you go and pass and i do find myself doing it back to them do you think they can talk and they're just choosing not to i really hope so I really hope so. I thought it'd be amazing if they could talk. Just, just one day, one day they come out with it like, "Oh, we've been fooling you lot for years." Nick, oi, Nick, here, Nick. I reckon you know. Sometimes the if you talk to a dog, clearly they can't understand what you're saying, but they can get your intonation. Mm-hmm. So can some of the monkeys get that? So if you're being aggressive vocally, do they pick up on that? If you're being nice and soft and gentle to them, yeah, I would say so. And. Um... I think they do sort of in the same way a dog or a cat might sort of know its name. I think they do as well. I mean, if you sound say something that sounds similar, they would come would they? in as well. But like the gorillas... Blows my mind. The gorillas, for example, they're weighed every day. So we weigh them to check on their health and stuff like that. And they will... Do you think, yeah, do you think they come paranoid. in? They, like, oh, Nick's got the scales. Oh, oh, God, I'm feeling a bit bloated today. Am I looking big? Great. Yeah. The bigger, the better. Yeah, yeah. They ain't currently counting down. No, yeah, they're, they're definitely putting on weight. Particularly, we've got um, a young male gurnet. He's, what's he now? He's four and a half or something like that. And he's already about 30 kilo. He's just a little wrecking ball and he's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's quite exciting watching him grow because his sister is a year older and is currently winning the fights. But at some point, he's going to catch up mm. and start winning. <laughs> do they fight a lot? Do the family, like brother and sisters, brother and brother, do they fight? Is there a lot of like, oh, God, I hate you? Um, it's more sort of play fights in the same way that we do and they sort of chase each other. And a lot of animals play when they're younger and it sort of helps them develop their skills for the future. So like lions, for example, they'll play when they're younger and that will help with their sort of hunting techniques as they grow older. So it's a big part of their development, if you like. Do you know what I want to ask? Serious question. Because clearly, Nick, you, you care about all the animals in your care and you must get really close to the, to the ones mm. that you spend the most time with. So there's going to come a point where one of them dies mm-hmm. of old age or whatever else. How hard is that? It is really quite sad. It's sort of, um, I don't know how to describe it, it's sort of sometimes a little bit more than obviously a pet, but obviously not at the same level that a relative or a human would be like. But So you, you carry on with your day, but 
I think I've seen every single member of my team in tears at some point, just to, for whatever reason they've lost, because you do build a really close connection. The grandmother of the gorillas, unfortunately, she passed away in January, but she was 45. She was quite an old girl. But she Is that normal, 45? Maybe low 50s. I think the oldest might have made the 60s, potentially. But 45 is quite an old lady, Yeah, really. And the females tend to live longer than the males, mainly because of all the testosterone. And you're probably having a fight for your troop at some stage and, what, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was a really sad one because she'd um, well, she was born in 1974. She was one of the oldest animals we had at the zoo. So a lot of keepers had worked with her for mm. arguably decades at points. So that was quite a sad day. But I guess like it's just a natural part of it. And do the other animals mourn? Do, do they suffer loss as well? I'd say they do understand a lot of the time, particularly if it's if it's something that's happened overnight. They've been there as well, almost to witness oh. it. So I think sometimes they might call out or seem a little bit funny for the next couple of days and then they tend to recover and get going again but there definitely sometimes is a shift in sort of emotion during those few days yeah i keep i keep coming back to my dog died yeah i'm getting really upset of course it's upsetting my dog rufio bless his heart i'm getting a little bit thing um he was eight and he died in just got back from the world cup yeah November, all of a sudden, he got a twisted stomach, went in for an operation, didn't make it. And I don't know whether this is bad or good, but I've never wailed or cried as hard than I did when Rufio died. I think it makes perfect sense crying if your dog dies, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah, I'd definitely say so. I mean, dogs as well, they're one of those animals that sort of love you unconditionally for whatever, no reason whatsoever. He did, so. he really did love me. So that might be the same for your relatives, you don't know. (laughs) I'm thinking of all those sad relative monkeys now. But people can go back to the zoo now, can't they? The zoo's open again, there's hand sanitizer everywhere, it's super safe, and you need people to go back, don't you? Because it is a conservation charity. Yes, yeah, we do. So we opened in the middle of June, I think the 15th of June now, and um, yeah, like you say, hand sanitizer stations, there's one-way routes, so the idea is you don't go back on yourself, so you won't cross as many people, which is quite clever, and then face masks have to be worn in some of the indoor areas like the reptile house and some of the walkthroughs and that and yeah it's the best way to sort of help the zoo i mean being closed for over three months basically was really strange and definitely had a huge impact on the charity the wider charity as well as london and whipsnake zoo so the best way for people sort of to help and promote is just to come and come see the animals and come have like a great day out i think you can donate as well online like on the zsl website but uh i would suggest the best way is just to come come and see us yeah can animals get covid uh, i think there was a case of a couple of tigers in the u.s in a zoo got oh, no. covid but none of the ones we can we are on the assumption that it was bound to be in the u.s trump just don't give a shit does he fuck him um but we believe great apes possibly could. We basically go on the precaution that they might be able to. Right. So since... My... Well, how, have you man- how would you manage that, though? You can't exactly say, Stephanie the gorilla, can you sanitise before I chuck a load of nuts at you? Uh, so we basically have to do it from our side. So. Um... Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here, Steph, chuck some sanitise. Put that mask on, will you? So no COVID. Uh, no COVID, but that's good. We've gone on the assumption they can. So we are gloves and masks when we handle the food. Um, when we go in with any of the animals, we're restricting how many people can go in. So there's not too many like public meets and greets now, just with the primates and whatnot. Particularly the primates because they are so similar to us. They're more likely to get ill. I mean, they can get colds and flus and that sort of thing as well. So if you if I was particularly ill. 
pre-COVID, then sometimes they advise it's better to you to stay at home because you don't want to... Because they could pick it up. They could pick it up and it could be more harmful to them in a different way. You don't know. They can be very vulnerable. Two questions. Do any of the monkeys or apes play any sports? Have you seen them play any sports or let them play any sports, like gymnastics or volleyball? Uh, Gymnastics, 100%. I think, like particularly the gibbons, they... They swing from the top of the enclosure to the branches and it's like effortless. I think they can get to about 30 kilometres an hour through the trees. That Whoa. sort of thing. So Imagine if they weren't in the effortless. trees. Parallel bars. What about like ball sports? Um, so we do put a few balls in and stuff for enrichment or we like might hide some food inside and they've got to knock it about to knock the food out. And uh, their hands are pretty good. They're pretty unbelievable. They can catch pretty much everything. Can we set up a cricket game with them? Um, I'll have to ask, but I mean... Like the Gorilla 11. <laughs> What's a reduced cricket uh, size? Do they play like... You know, in rugby they play sevens. Yeah, they things. don't really, but... You fives? Could, you, know, you could you can have it working, yeah. We'll have a cricket fives with uh, the Gorillas and the Apes, if that's doable. And also, do penguins die of broken hearts? Now, I know that's not your specialty, but apparently they do. Peng- the penguins we have at the zoo, they do have really strong pair bonds, and they do pair for life, so I imagine if one were to go, they'd be quite emotionally upset, but I don't know if they die of a broken heart i'm not sure i don't want them to the, t- the trouble is with that one we will never know because like yeah. with any of this they don't they can't talk to us they can only like pretend to communicate with us and it's really really frustrating i want to talk to animals more mm. if you could speak to one animal yeah which one probably most financial gain for myself just whatever you choose yeah well i'm going down that route just for some of the stuff I could get, it's probably Bubbles. Some of the info I could get yeah. on MJ. Yeah. I think Bubbles is, is no longer with us, though. Oh, you're kidding. I don't know. Bubbles. He doesn't know Bubbles. Does bubbles he? is the chimpanzee. I know, I know Bubbles. He knows yeah. Bubbles is. He's not, he's not mates with Bubbles. <laughs> and he's not actually Caesar who's going to lead the charge for Planet of the Apes. You're knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello. Quick interruption from me, the knobhead. We've done some Googling. Good news, Bubbles is still alive. Apparently he lives at the Centre for Great Apes. That's in Florida, if you do want to go and visit him. The bad news, he's greying now, and he's never fathered children. Apparently, the sanctuary can't afford to care for babies, so all chimps, when they turn up, get vasectomies. Quite the welcome. Fucking uh, end it, wrap it up, <laughs> would you? Nick, thank you so much thank for you, coming Nick. on, mate. I've learned so much now, particularly about that monkeys don't eat bananas. They masturbate a lot. Uh, they don't clear up their shit. No. Ever. They do, in fact, they're quite frivolous with the amount of shit that they're throwing on the walls. Mm-hmm. They're cheeky, cheeky monkeys. Definitely. It's the saying. And thank you very much for coming on, mate. I've really enjoyed it. Can we come and see it at the zoo? Yeah, for sure. I've, well, I'm definitely. definitely bringing the kids now. It's the Queen's Zoo mm-hmm. because that's, that's the rules, isn't it? The, the monarch... Yes, is always they... in charge of that zoo, so she's got her own zoo. She's, she's your boss. She's your line manager. In essence, <laughs> she's the she's the top boss. So if I got any issues, I know with HR or something, I could probably take up with yeah. the Queen. I guess. <laughs> Imagine. Hello. No, I'm not even going to mock the Queen. Don't ever mock the Queen. It's fine. Thank you, Nick. No, thanks a lot. I appreciate being on, and uh, I hope I've answered all the important questions about monkey shit and everything else. So, um, <laughs> glad to be here. Thank you, Nick. You legend. Right. Cheers, guys. Right, Joe, now you've met one, I'm going to ask you the same question again. Would you rather be an international rugby player or a zookeeper? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because 
I liked the way Nick divulged some of the relationships that he has built up with a couple of the monkeys. You know, some of the eye contact situations he was involved in. And But I'm guessing I'd probably still be a rugby player. I'm more suited to it, I guess. Do you reckon you could manage one of the ice lollies? That they, you know, the massive... Like, the ice lollies? Yeah, but the big ones. Could you do one? I don't, why did you say lollies, weird? <laughs> you went How ice, am I to say lollies? You went ice lollies. Ice lollies. <laughs> could I... Could, could I you smash one down? If you had to. Like, not out of choice, but if I said to you, either you eat this lolly or something terrible happens, could you do one? A hundred percent, I could smash one down. I could smash several down. I have a... It's a big chat. How many? I have... All right, if we're going to put a number on it, like one and a half, because I'm obsessed with ice lollies, I'll sit and eat like six in a row of those Zoom lollies or the Round Trees fruit pastels, all that. I'll just... Was that six? It's one more. So, yeah, I'd smash it. Right, enough of your lolly chat, Joe. We will be back next week. In the meantime, if you wanted to listen to another podcast, I would recommend The Mentor. So this is Rick Lewis and Sideman. They're on a mission to end 2020 on a high. Rick is one of the best business minds in the country. He's taken three young people under his wing for the rest of the year. It's been a shit year, let's be honest, for most of us. But with access to £5,000 and Rick on speed dial, what could you achieve? That's the question, Joe. I haven't heard about that one. It'll be inspiring. We'll also learn a lot too. So search for The Mentor on your podcast app. Who have we got next week? Almost unbelievably, Joe. We've got Tim Peake. The Tim Peake. Tim Peake, the astronaut. The spaceman. The spaceman. Spaceman Tim Peake. On this show. Major Tim. Major Tim Peake. Timothy Peake. Oh, I'm excited. How big is that? I don't know. I don't think he's that big. I don't think you have to be big. I think you've got to be quite small. Actually, he's quite cramped up there. So I presume he's small. But Could we'll you handle out. it up there? Do you think you'd make a good astronaut? Uh, give me a week to think about it. I'll let you know next week. Monkeys doing things that monkeys always will do On the Joe Marler Show Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.